guys, I want to I I talk to you for a little bit about why are we doing all this, okay? Why are we doing VBS, okay? Um, you know, obviously, we could talk to you about how it's going to be good for, for kids' ministry. It's good how it's brought our church together because, you know, one of the benefits of doing a, a big outreach like this or doing some big event is it reminds the church that we're better together than we are apart, that we can get some pretty significant things done when we work together, okay? And that's a benefit, but but, um, the Lord began to get me to think about the question, why VBS? See, on our way to becoming a strong and healthy church that the Lord wants LCC Berwick to be again, we will do many different activities, many different events, many different outreaches. You may even ask yourself, why are we doing all this? Man, you look around and you see all this stuff, okay? You see all this creativity. You see whatever that thing is, okay? I have a feeling I'll figure it out by the end of the week. I think it's a robot, okay? Uh, I'm pretty sure this is a rocket, okay? But, but you're going to see all, you're, you're like, why are we doing all this? You see all these posters. You see all these decorations. You, 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 you had to duck when you walked in the, in the service unless you're a little fella, okay? So um, you wonder, why do we do all this? this? It's a legitimate question. So with our sanctuary decorated for VBS, let's answer the question, why VBS? Let me give you a few facts first. Did you know that Sister Sarah Dinger, our kids pastor, has worked hundreds of hours on this VBS? Miss Tammy, VBS is a chore, isn't it? She stepped out for just a little bit. Sister Tammy used to uh, did the VBS last year at Franklin, and she probably worked hundreds of hours. Casey, she worked a bunch on that, didn't she? Okay? It just doesn't happen. Okay? Big events just don't happen. You don't just show up and everything goes well. Miss Karen, I think you were very involved in a VBS, right? It just doesn't happen, does it? Okay, a lot of work goes into this. So hundreds of hours that, that Miss Sarah has worked on this. VBS uh, cast will, ser- will or, or VBS rather will cost several thousand dollars when it's all said and done. When everything's said and done, when we add everything up, it's going to cost several thousand dollars. In addition, a team of dozens of volunteers will work many extra hours this coming week. From 5.30 to 8.30 every night, every, every worker actually doesn't get here at 5.30. We get here at 5 o'clock, so we get here a little bit earlier. We probably don't leave right at 8.30 because there's always that one parent. <laughs> y'all, y'all finish at 8.30? Oh, I thought you said 9. Okay? Um, so, so you, you, you know, it's going to be more than three hours per night. So why do we do all that? In addition to that, our beautiful facilities that God has blessed us with will surely endure some wear and tear this week with a hundred kids running around, huh? It's going to happen. So why do all that? Why go through all this trouble? Is it really worth it? Well, I'll answer the second question before I answer the first, and I would answer that second question, is it really worth it, with a resounding yes. It's worth it if only one child comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. If one child comes to know Jesus because of what we're doing, J.D., I would say to you, it is absolutely worth it. Because can you put a price tag on a soul? You really can't. You can't put a price tag on that. And then even if we could, imagine how that price tag would multiply many times over if all of a sudden that little child who comes to faith happens to be your son or happens to be your daughter or happens to be your niece or your nephew or grandparents. 
if it's your grandchild. All of a sudden, the value of that child, the value of what we're doing goes up exponentially. Wouldn't you agree? So, is VBS worth it? Absolutely. The second question, I'll let Jesus answer that. The why do you do VBS? If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to Mark chapter number 16. The last chapter of Mark. And Jesus gives us the why behind the what. Okay, The VBS this week is really just the what. It's what we're doing this week. It's the event that we're focusing on this week, this coming week rather. But the why behind the what is really what's important today. So Mark chapter number 16, I'm going to look at verses 15 through 20. This is what the church calls the Great Commission. It was Jesus' last words before he checked out. It was his last words before he went to heaven. You know, the last words are always pretty important, aren't they? Okay? You know, um, Blaine, real, real soon you're going to send a little girl off to college. You're going to... Don't go there, Pat. I'm starting to tear up already. Okay? Good news is it might just be down the road to Nicholas. Okay? But, but the last words you give are really important. Okay? Uh, Casey and Tammy, you, you've already sent one away, hadn't you? Wow. And y'all have... Wow, y'all got that, y'all got to do this a while, don't y'all? Okay? But 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 think about it, Casey. The last words that you tell your little girl, it's the important stuff, okay? You you want to just kind of sum things up. You know, the last words, the um JD, you and uh you and Jamie are hitting the road again, okay? Family, you're gonna Jenny, you're gonna give him some last words. You're gonna be like, hey, uh, uh whatever, you know, whatever it is, okay? Behave yourself, drive right. Uh, you know, don't 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 have road rage, whatever, okay? I mean, good news is he don't, okay? Uh not anymore, okay? Clean the truck, whatever. Take out the trash. You know what? They're married. That might be the way. Take out the trash before you go, okay? But the last words are usually pretty important. They're usually pretty significant. Well, Jesus' words were very significant. And let's read what he said. Verse number 15 of Mark 16, it says this. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. For these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. It's the Great Commission. It's the why behind the what of VBS. You see, guys, the question began, why do VBS? But it re- leads us to the why behind what we do all the time. Why do we have regular services? Because of the Great Commission. Why do we give to missions? Because of the Great Commission. Why do we reach out and love to our community? Because of the Great Commission. Why do we have youth group? Why do we have kids ministry? Why do we have all these things that we have? The why remains the same. The why hasn't changed in 2,000 years. The why is the Great Commission. It's the good news that we're supposed to preach to this community. Amen? 
This week, we get to use the vehicle that is Vacation Bible School. This week, we get to come together every afternoon from 5.30 to 8.30 and get to love on some kids and get to chase them around and try to keep them straight, Jay. Okay, we get to do that this week. Next week, it'll be something else. The week after, it'll be something else. The what will change. Basically, the methods are changing. How many have figured out church ain't the same as when you first started out? Okay, it changes. Everything changes. If you don't like change, well, don't you ever look in the mirror because guess what, honey? Things change. Okay? J.D., there was a day I used to get in the mirror and flex a little bit. Now I just avoid mirrors. Okay? I'm like, you know, Fabian, ah, maybe not. Okay, maybe not. You know, sometimes you used to be like, baby, come see. Actually, don't come see. You don't want to see that. No, you know, don't go there. Okay? But look, guys, things change. Things change. But I'm scared to ask what Blaine said. You can tell me after church, okay? Huh? Hey, speaking of things that change, you know, Miss Miss Karen's husband ran for sheriff. You might remember that a few years ago. And and he had a little bumper sticker. That was an older picture, wasn't it? Okay? Because I was like, who is that guy? Okay? I mean, it's like he had Blaine model for it, okay? It had brown hair and a beard, and, 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 and Blaze doesn't have that anymore, okay? Wow, see, running for political office will age you, okay? Just ask you, okay? I shouldn't pick on Blaze because he ain't here, okay? But it's okay. Hey, what was I talking about? I was talking about the what. I was talking about the why. The why. The why should never change. A lot of things in church will change. Man, y'all change preachers. I'm glad y'all changed me, okay? We, we change things, okay? That's okay. But the, method, the, the reason behind what we do should never change because that thing is straight from Jesus. It's the Great Commission. Let's pray, and then let's, uh, let's learn a little bit more about the Great Commission. Lord, thank you for an opportunity again to, uh, to learn from you. God, thank you that your word is a guide to us. It gives us a direction, gives us insight, it blesses us, it strengthens us, it encourages us, it gives us direction. I pray right now that you would do all those things and more right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. All righty, guys. So, why do VBS? Because of the Great Commission. By the way, ushers, get ready, because in a few minutes, we're going to take up that VBS, that VBS offering. So, why do VBS? Because of the Great Commission of Mark 16, verse 15. VBS is the how to the what of Jesus' mandate. Let me say that again. VBS is the how to the what of Jesus' mandate. The how will change, but the mandate of the Great Commission remains constant. Did you know that 90% of all U.S. churches are plateaued or declining in attendance? Did you know that? Over, that 90% of all churches in the United States are either plateaued, means they're not growing, or they're declining. Let that sink in. Why is that? Because I believe so easily the Great Commission can become the Great Omission. The Great Commission can become the Great Omission. Why? Because the focus of the Great Commission is always outward. It's other focused, but people are naturally selfish. And too many times churches become inward focused, which is certainly not the meaning of Jesus' words in Mark 16. You know, uh, I found a humorous little video, or Brother Donald, if you put up that one with Jesus. You know, we read what the Great Commission says, but, but sadly, some churches have rewritten the Great Commission, and this is kind of how it goes. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Okay, that sounds good. That's pretty good. 
developing task force and strategic plans and surveying the congregation in order to craft a succinct and memorable mission statement easily communicated on bumper stickers, website, homepages, t-shirts, and coffee mugs. How did they get that out of this, Miss Karen? Now look, hey, I, I, we might make coffee mugs one day, but, but, but who cares? You just need something to drink that precious black fluid with, okay? We, we might wear t-shirts, but, but you got to wear clothes, okay? We, we have a website. We, uh, I don't like bumper stickers, okay? But, 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 but all that's good, but that's not the real reason why. The real reason why is people. The real reason why is Jesus said, go and preach the gospel. Jesus said, this is something we as a church need to be doing. Amen? So why are we doing VBS? Not because of that, but because of what Jesus said, go and preach the gospel. Ushers, if you'll come. We're going to receive this special offering for VBS. Now, what is this going to be used for? It's going to be used to underwrite the expenses of VBS. As I told you, VBS is costing the church several thousand dollars. Don't even know exactly what. Sister Sarah just said, Pastor, I want to do a VBS. I said, have you done it before? She said, yeah, many times. I said, we'll do it. Okay, so when all the bills come in, guess what? You will be helping us in this area. You are making an investment into souls, okay? My wife and I have determined that we're giving $100 in this offering. Why? $1 per kid that's going to be here. Amen? Now, that's just what the Lord told us to do. I'm going to ask you to do whatever the Lord tells you to do. Amen? Would you ask him to speak to your heart right now as we give in this offering? Again, everything that's given in this offering will go toward VBS. Everything that's given, whether you mark it, if you'd like giving credit, please put it in an envelope. You can get that in the pew in front of you. If you'd like to give later this week, maybe give by credit card or check, whatever, you can do that. But, but right now, if you'd like to give, everything that comes in this offering will go toward VBS. Think about the lives that are going to be changed. Think about the community that's going to be transformed because of the good news that's going to be preached at this week's VBS, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for another opportunity to be a blessing. Lord, I just ask right now that you would bless this offering, that you'd multiply it many, many times over, and that God, even more than that, that we would realize that we're making an investment in the Great Commission. This is really just a missions offering. It's really just an opportunity for us to give to the mission that is the Great Commission. Lord, I pray right now that you would bless every person here, God. Thank you for giving us the ability to give. Thank you for blessing this offering. Thank you for the 100 kids that are going to be here at VBS this week. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to touch their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you give us unto the Lord, please? So, the Great Commission is certainly not that cute little cartoon I just read to you. It's the words of Jesus. So let's go ahead and unpack this scripture a little bit more and look about really what it's got to say. Back to Mark chapter number 16. Mark chapter number 16 and verse number 15, Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every 
creature. See, first of all, who is he talking to here? He's talking to his disciples. In verse number 14, it says, Afterward he had appeared unto the eleven. He sat down. He met with them. He actually got on them a little bit about their unbelief, okay? But then he began to teach them, okay? He said, I've got something to tell you. I've got something that's very, very important. And he began to tell them to go and preach the gospel. So he's talking to disciples. He's talking to Christ's followers. So really, he's talking to us, okay? You know, the... the um, the, the, whoa, nice save back there. Okay. You know, he, he, he's talking to us today. He's talking to disciples. Okay. And what is he telling us to do? The very first word that we read is go. Go right here implies action. It doesn't imply uh, standing still. It implies doing something. Movement. Let's do something. Let's move. You know, just yesterday or or actually on Friday, our youth got together. Brother Jesse, thank you for putting that together. And they got a few flyers out in the community. And then yesterday, we, we decided to do it again. And that was really kind of cool. And, and, and again, about 10, 12 of us showed up. Some of you didn't even know about it, or you certainly would have showed up. We just got together, and, and we went around, and we, we passed some of these flyers out. And, and uh, we had some cool stories and some cool interactions with people. You know what, guys? The church just needs to get outside the church again. The church just needs to get outside these four walls again. You know, some of the greatest miracles don't happen in this place. They happen out there in that place. It can happen at Walmart. It can happen on the side of a road, huh, Jamie? It can happen anywhere. Why? Because God's not limited by a building. God is just as much God out there as he is in here. Amen? And we need to realize that. So the first thing Jesus tells us to do is go. Do something. Move. So that's the who. The what is the go. Where? Where are we supposed to go? We're supposed to go in all the world. But here's the thing. Start with your little corner of it. Okay? Start with your little corner of it. Man, don't, before you go to Africa, go across the street. Okay? Before you go to Europe, go to your neighbor down the road. Okay? Think about it. Why would you go all these other places when God just wants you to go right next door? Amen? Now, should we do all those other things? Yes, but not before we do what, the, what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go to our neighbors. We're supposed to go to our world. We're supposed to start right here in our little corner of Berwick. Remember how God's going to give us this city. Chantel read that scripture again to me this morning. Little by little. One soul at a time. One family at a time. Little by little. And Sister Valley, it's going to be some of your family members that come in. Little by little. You got to believe God for that. You got to believe that God can do that. So, we're supposed to go where? To all the world. What are we supposed to do? Preach the gospel. Preaching is how we do the reaching. Let me say that again. Preaching is how we do the reaching. Now, some of you are going, well, does that mean I need a microphone and a podium? No, no, no. St. Francis Assini said it this way. Preach everywhere as you go, and if you must, use words. You see, guys, your lives speak volumes to people. The way you live, the way you conduct yourself speaks volumes to people, okay? You know what? Sometimes people can't hear what you're saying because your actions are speaking louder than your words. 
Sometimes we have very little credibility because we're not living the life we're supposed to live. We're not doing the things we're supposed to do. How many times on Facebook have you seen somebody quoting scripture one day and cursing like a sailor the next? What credibility do they have? In fact, the Bible says pure water and and defiled water should not come out the same well. That ain't right. By the way, you call LCC Berwick your home, think before you post. Pray before you post, because here's the deal. If you post something and you call this church your home, you're giving us permission to call you up and say, Fabian, what the heck was that? Okay, now I've never had to do that, okay? But praise God, let's be consistent, okay? Remember the rule mama used to say, if you ain't got nothing good to say, what? Don't say nothing at all, okay? There are times that, Jeremy, I just do this. You know what I'm doing, Fabian? I'm being scriptural because what does the Bible say? When a man thinketh evil, put his hand over his mouth, okay? Some of y'all, y'all do that and y'all still whispering. Okay, no. Put your hand over your mouth. Watch what you say, guys. Why? Because the words of life and death are in the tongue. Chantel taught on that on Wednesday night. If you miss Wednesday nights, man, you miss some good teaching. She was talking about how the power of our words are able to create our destiny. The words we say, whether they be good, whether they be bad, they are prophesying our future. You got to be careful what you say. Gotta be careful what you say. So guys, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to preach the gospel. And as St. Francis Assisi said, preach the gospel and if you must use words. Your actions always speak louder than your words. Putting all of this effort into a quality VBS will speak volumes to our community. Amen? When kids walk in here and they have a great time, that's going to speak volumes to our community. Guys, I've heard it said, people want to know how much you care before they care how much you know. They want to know that you care. And let me tell you, if you care about people's kids, they'll care about what you got to say. Hey, Tracy, when people are, are, are nice to Tinsley, it just makes you smile, doesn't it? When people love on you, little girl, it just makes you smile, doesn't it? Why? Because your mom, your parent, that's how you're wired. Guys, when we are kind to kids, when we are accepting to children, when we just open up this church and love on kids, it's going to send a message to this community that needs to be sent, that this church still cares about you. Amen? That this church is focused on you and not just on us. Amen? So what is the message we're supposed to communicate? The message is the gospel. You see, the gospel is the good news. The good news is this, that God's only son, Jesus Christ, came to this earth with a purpose. That purpose was to reconcile us back to the Father by providing a way for our sins to be forgiven, for us to enjoy a blessed life here on earth and an incredible eternity within him in heaven when our time here on earth is over. That's why it's called good news. Remember, guys, the gospel is good news. It's good news. Let's not forget that. I read the end of the book. We win. We win, okay? I like the way this thing ends up. You will too. The devil don't like it much. (laughs) But I like the way it ends, Sister Karen. We win. You know, I came to faith as a 20-year-old. And as you get to know me, you'll realize that your pastor is just a little bit competitive. 
just a little bit competitive. You know what? If somebody had just communicated to me as a 10-year-old, as a 12-year-old, that you can be on the winning team, I would have been like, sign me up. You don't have to tell me about Jesus. I just want to win. You don't have to tell me all the details. You can even throw me in a tank of water. I don't care. Just whatever. I want to win. How many like to be on the winning team? That's an IQ question. If you like being on a losing team, oh boy, we need to pray for you. Okay? I mean, how would you like to be a Mississippi State fan this morning? Just feeling all bad about yourself. Because you look good for eight innings, but then we just broke your heart. How would you like that? Okay? By the way, some of you are Saints fans. Just a moment. Lord, touch us. Okay? But I think we're going to be good this year. You know, we're Saints fans. There's always next year. Huh, Jared? There's always next year. Okay? But here's the deal, guys. If somebody just told me, Brother Bernie, you can be on the winning team. You be on the winning team. Start serving Jesus. You win. Sign me up. I'll figure out all the details. I want to win. You need to want to win too. You need to get on the winning side. Amen? And Jesus is on the winning side. Jesus is the winning team. So the good news is that Jesus came to touch our lives, to change our lives, to be our savior, to be our deliverer, to be our healer. All these are aspects of the good news. So the mandate is this. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. Preach the gospel to everybody you come in contact with, your friends, your your family, everyone. Preach the gospel. And if you have to, use words. Amen? Verse number 16 says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. See, this gives us the reason why the Great Commission is so important. Friends, there is a real heaven and there is a real hell. Amen? There's a real heaven for those that believe in Jesus Christ and serve God. And there is just as real hell that was created for the devil and his fallen angels. For those who choose to reject Jesus' offer of forgiveness. Now we don't like to talk much about hell these days. And I will readily admit that I am a grace preacher. I am going to preach about grace. I'm going to tell you about the goodness of God. I'm going to tell you about all these things. But I'm not going to do it as a license for you to sin. I'm not going to talk about grace in such a way where you can act one way and then just say, well, God will forgive me, okay? God's grace is supposed to draw you closer to him. God's grace is supposed to help you to embrace his goodness. Did you know that Jesus spoke more about hell and judgment than he did about heaven? Did you know that? Here's the deal, guys. You've all heard of the story of um, the Titanic. You know that story. Just to remind you, on April 15th, 1912, the unsinkable ship HMS Titanic sunk in the North Atlantic. Most of her passengers perished while desperate family members, both in America and England, waited to hear some word of their loved one's fate. The telegraph that would go to Europe and that would come to America simply had two lists. Jeremy, those lists had the names of loved ones under two columns, saved, lost. Saved and lost. That cold night in the North Atlantic, there was only two options. You're either saved or you're lost. And guys, family members would look at that list and try to see, I want, did my child, was, was he saved? Was, did they perish? What happened to them? Over 100 years later, spiritually speaking, nothing has changed, Blaine. People are either saved or they're lost. There's no in-between. 
People are either serving God or they're not serving God. We have to realize that eternity is real. Amen? Eternity is real. We must as a church and as believers in Christ do all that we can while we can to preach this good news that people don't have to remain broke, busted, and disgusted, but can live a blessed life by making Jesus Christ the Lord of their lives. I found a quote by Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher once said, if you'll get that up there, Brother Donald, Dr. Spurgeon said, if sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies. If they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped around their knees. If hell must be filled, let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions and let no one go unwarned or unprayed for. That's the heart of a preacher that was serious about souls. That's the heart of a man who's allowed his heart to be broken by a loving God who does not want any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And guys, it's that kind of determination to fulfill the great commission that will make this church the blessing to this community that it's supposed to be. Amen? You want to know why this church was great at one time? Because that's how you lived. You lived with the seriousness that eternity was real. You had a preacher that would declare God's righteousness, that would say that we've got to do something right now. Well, guys, you got a preacher like that today. We've got to do something right now. Why are we doing VBS? Because of souls. Why are we doing VBS? Why are we doing all this work? Because eternity is real. Amen? We've got to do something while we can. Amen? By the way, I guess I can add 10 minutes to my message because with that rain, you ain't going nowhere. Amen? So guys, we need to have that kind of determination. But when we realize that God is real, when we realize that, that, that people can be saved, that people can serve God, you can take comfort in the words of John, or Jesus rather, in John chapter number 14. I love these verses. Verses 1 through 6, it's talking to believers. Jesus said, let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am you may be also. Whether I go, you know the way you know. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know what you're talking about. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Guys, that's the heart of the Great Commission. That's the heart of the good news. Jesus has went to prepare a place for us. Amen? He's went to prepare a place for us so we can spend all of eternity with him. And guys, that's not just not for us in the church. It's for everyone in this community. Amen? So, let's continue. Jesus told us to go and preach the gospel to every creature. He told us to, uh, to go and, and um, 
Those that believeth and be baptized will be saved. Those that believeth not will be damned. Verse 17. Let's look at 17 and 18 together. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Do you realize that signs and miracles should follow us as believers? That should be the confirmation of our message. That should be the confirmation that when we declare good news, that God is able to do it. Amen? And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Guys, do you realize that though the devil has some power, he doesn't have all power. Amen? Though he has some authority, he does not have all authority. In fact, Jesus said all authority was given to who? Us. It was given by him to us. Now we need to walk in that authority. Amen? Guys, I don't run around scared of the devil. When I run around, the devil should be scared of me because he's under my feet. Okay? Guys, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues, spiritual gifts, speaking in other tongues. That should happen. That's, that, that's supposed to follow believers. They shall take up serpents. By the way, guys, we're, we're not going to do that kind of nonsense, okay? We're, we're talking about power. A visitor just went, honey, we got to go. No, no, we ain't that kind of church, okay? We don't do that kind of crazy stuff, okay? But here's the deal. Jesus said he would protect you, okay? He will take up serpents. If they drink in a deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now, you see, guys, sometimes we get caught up in the whole snake and the, uh, the poison thing. But guys, what Jesus is promising right there is that he'll give you power. He's telling us what to do, then he's telling you he'll help you do it. Amen? He's saying, go and preach the gospel, go and do what I'm telling you to do, and I will go with you. See, the point here is that God will give us power to accomplish the Great Commission. Notice this, bless you, this is really important. It says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. You notice the signs will follow, not precede our efforts. See, so many times we want God, Miss Karen, to do miraculous things, and then we can just walk in and stroll in and say, ain't God good. But Fabian, God said that these signs will follow you. You take that step of faith. You go initiate that conversation. You go and reach out to that person and trust that God is not just with you, but he's right alongside you, and signs and and, and miracles will follow you. Amen? See, guys, so many times we're waiting on God, and he's just simply waiting on us. Amen? He's waiting on us to get off of our blessed assurance and do something for him. Amen? He promised to give us power. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. Jesus said, but, I shall give, but, but you shall receive power. Power from on high. But you shall receive power. And that power comes with a purpose. It comes for a purpose. Amen? Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. Let me read it to you. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses, both unto Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen? You see, guys, sometimes we think the, part of the, the, the focus of the Holy Spirit is for us to, to have a good time up here at these altars. No, it ain't. Okay? It's not for us to, to feel real good and to get tingles and maybe even to fall down although I've done all those things. It's for us to be empowered to witness, Jeremy. You know, guys, 
I love when God does great things up here in the front of this church, and I want more of that in this church. But I want God to do great things outside this church through you. Amen? Because the same Holy Spirit that's here, he wants to go with you. J.D., he wants to go on the road with you. Jamie, when you pack that bag, the Holy Ghost goes in that bag. He's with you. He's empowering you. He's touching you. He's protecting you. He's strengthening you. He's doing all these things for us as we go preach the gospel. So you think you're just going to to, uh, Jacksonville to pick up a load. No, you're going to preach the gospel, babe. You go on to tell folks here, there's a better way. Man, you, you work around truckers. Man, truckers can be some tough guys sometimes, can't they? Come on now. Okay? J.D., they can be some, 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 some lousy folks sometimes, huh? Man, that, that used to describe you, but not anymore. And guess what? You can tell them. One day when they're sitting there putting tears in their beer, and they say, J.D., I just, I just don't know what to do. Bro, I used to just, just be like you. Okay, I used to be just like you, but then I met somebody. You see, guys, we need to realize that we're just all nobodies. We're nobodies that serve somebody. And that somebody can turn a nobody into a somebody. It's what he did for us, and it's what he wants to do for others. We just got to be willing to be used by God. And the Holy Ghost wants to help you. He wants to give you power. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to have signs and wonders following what you do. Verse number 19. We're almost done. Verse number 19. And so, then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. You see, Jesus right here takes his place at the right hand of God. That is the seat of power. From where he promises to, to, uh, to empower our efforts to preach, reach, and teach others for Christ. He's sitting right now at the right hand of God. Yesterday, when we were passing out flyers, I think he had a smile on his face. I think he empowered us a little bit. You know, when you prayed, Lord, let us find some kids, and Holly, all of a sudden they came. Miss Chantel almost hit them, Okay. You know, she said, I'm praying, Lord, send us some kids. Next thing you know, she sent one across the road and she almost hit him. Okay, you got to watch how you pray. Okay, especially if you can't drive. Our words have power. Okay, you need to say, Lord, send them on the sidewalk, not across the road. Okay. But here's the deal, guys. Jesus is there to help us. He's listening for you. He's saying, do you need my help or do you just want to keep doing it in your own strength? You know, guys, there are some churches, they're, keeping to, they're continuing to do it in their own strength, and they get wore out. They get burned out. They get just, it just don't work that way. Guys, we're not going to be that kind of church. We're going to be the kind of church that partners with Jesus, that does what he wants us to do, that walks in his anointing, that walks in his authority, that walks in his power. Amen? That kind of church cannot be defeated. So look at verse number 20 as I wrap things up. And they went forth, okay? Jesus told them what to do. Then Jesus went out of there. And in verse number 20, look at how they responded. And they went forth. In other words, they started to do something. They started to do what he told them to do. And they preached everywhere. They did exactly what he told them to do. Guys, when you do exactly what Jesus tells you to do, good things happen. When we do it Jesus' way, blessings follow. And they preached everywhere. Look at this. If you underline things in your Bible, underline these little four words or five words. The Lord working with them. 
Guys, you want to know one of the secrets to God growing this church and reaching this community? God's going to work with us. Amen? God's going to work with us. This week at VBS, God's going to work with us. Amen? God's going to work with us, Jeremy. He's going to work with you, Chantel, when you're in that little class and you're like, why did that mom not give that little child his medicine today? Okay? He's going to work with you. Okay? He's going to work with you. We need the Lord working with us. Amen? We need him in every aspect of what we do. We need him working with us. And he promises to do it. And here's the great thing about God. When he promises something, you can bank on it. Amen? You ever met somebody that you couldn't believe a word he told you? Okay? I know I'm describing most politicians now. Okay? You you heard the, the way you can tell a politician's lying, right? His lips are moving. Okay? But you ever met somebody you couldn't believe a word they said? If they said it's raining outside, you'd go look and see. Okay? If, if they'd say, hey, it stopped raining, you'd have to go look and see. Because, Casey, you just can't believe what they say. But when God says something, J.D., you don't have to verify it. You can take it to the bank. Amen? When God says something, when God says he will work with us, that's good enough for me. Amen? I'd rather have God than anybody else, okay? Oh, it's nice when when other churches work with us. It's nice when the denomination works with us. It's nice when all that stuff works with us. But guys, nothing beats Jared, God working with us. Amen? So God worked with them, confirming the word with signs following. You see, guys, they were obedient. They went forth and started doing what God told them to do. Blessings always follow obedience. I say that all the time because it's true. Blessings follow obedience. They preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them. He still does this today. He will work with LCC Berwick as we do VBS this week. He will work with Jesse as he reaches out to our high school students in the future. He will work with Fabian as he talks to those bound by addiction that that, that there is a better way to live your life. He will work with each and every one of us. Jamie, he'll work with you when, when somebody goes, wow, bro, how could you get that thing in there? Well, let me tell you, I'm pretty good, but God helps me. He works with me, okay? Guys, we can do some great things knowing that God is working with us. So what's the key to the Great Commission? You do your part, and you trust God to do his part. And that's how great things happen. Just yesterday, as I close, we were about to go out and pass out a few flyers, and, and I was reminded of a little saying that I heard one time. You know how you, we all want the supernatural to happen, right? We all want the supernatural. Man, if, if you're sick in your body, you want to be supernaturally healed, okay? You, you want that, okay? You know how the supernatural happens? You do the natural, and God does the super, okay? Because guess what? It's easy for us to do the natural, right? It's easy for us to do the natural, It's just as easy for God to do the super, okay? And when you put that together, the supernatural can become commonplace. When you begin to take steps of faith, when the Lord lays on your heart to pray for that person at work, just say, may I pray for you? I mean, don't get all goofy and start, you know, just say, may I pray for you? Just take them by the hand, say a simple prayer. You're doing the natural. And in that moment of faith, God can do the supernatural. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. See, he's here. 
He's for you and he's for me. As we work to accomplish the great commission of Mark 16 and 15 here in Berwick, Louisiana. As I close this morning, why do VBS? Because it's one of the many ways that we as a church can reach out to our community in order to obey Jesus' command of go ye and preach the gospel.